0: Out in... Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dimzik, powered by Bet
1: welcome to the deep dive andy we're gonna save a little reflection of the u.s open which was tremendous for another day let's we'll save yeah. a little autopsy of the nba finals uh for another day um, let's get right
0: the fuck into this
1: this is gonna be a great show yeah i'm excited yeah, to talk about this but we, yeah, uh, speaking of push, the nba finals I have, a, I have a i have a shamrock shaped hole in my wallet from those in my heart. heart. Um, And I did not think I thought it was going to take a while to recover really a lot of that uh, uh, a lot of that last cap lost capital uh, specifically considering how, you know, crypto market is in (sighs) goblin town right now. Um, (sighs) But uh, but it turns out that we may have stumbled into a windfall. And if you don't know where I'm going with this, then you haven't been paying attention. You probably know what I'm going to say on this podcast if you have been following the market for draft props at all. Um, but we will, we will get to it shortly. Let's introduce our guest who is back yes. by popular demand, uh, made his uh, podcasting debut here on the Deep Dive talking NFL draft props, uh, and really a resource for those of us in the space who uh, would love you know an odd screen For some of the more exotic stuff out there, like draft props, this guy went ahead and built one for us. And for that, I am eternally thankful, on top of all the info we share. Uh, So without further ado, welcome back to the Deep Dive, Vegas Refund. What's
2: popping? I I would honestly say I'm just as excited for the NBA draft right now as I am the NFL. Yes. It is. Yes, (laughs) Shit is off the rails right now.
0: Both both of these drafts, like, I can't get into it right away. Like, again, I love all the guys in the NFL draft chat, which is, we didn't, like, create a new chat. We just repurposed it, which is, I knew we would, like, well, this is what we should do, right? And then, you know, somebody just took care of it, but those guys are grinding it, like, a month before the draft. And I'm like, man, you, you can bet, like, $20 on this stuff. There's, like, there's like one market up. It's, like, top pick only. Some of those guys had, like, six different guys for top pick by the time it was all said and done. I just can't get into it. And then it's, like, a, a switch flips. And, like, the last few weeks, it's uh, it's very much, like, into it. And I think the the cycle for the NBA draft is a lot different. Like there is no three weeks out betting for Andy, and honestly, the the market just isn't really there. Honestly, well, let me me add to that. I think does it is it the NBA Finals is just like they have to wait for that, or you know, there's not interest, or what? Why do you why do you think it's so much more truncated? Both of you, why do you think it's so much more truncated than the NFL? draft cycle
1: summer league has to start (laughs) which means they must do this but they don't want the draft process to step on the product that is the playoffs that's their premier product um and so they are they are bound by their own schedule you know their own schedule their own calendar to compress this thing um but i think that has actually played to our advantage this year because i think you
0: brought that up and I, i agree
1: I think without question, there would not have been betting opportunities at incredible prices. If like in general, the media landscape was zeroed in on the draft for a month, like they are in the NFL, right? Like the Trayvon Walker stuff was cool. Like you couldn't, you know, like it you kind of saw it coming. Like it trickled through the space over the balance of, you know, a week. And then it got really acute at the end. Um, but like, you know, that, that, that stuff, happens because of the nature of the of the schedule and this is you know this is very unique this year that they open up some super super soft pools for a first overall pick they're taking dog shit limits so nobody's betting them and javari smith raced out to like minus 500 at one point i saw at some respected shops and That was bananas considering no one had even interviewed any of the prospects yet. They hadn't had team sit down meetings with players yet, and Jabari Smith was this guaranteed surefire 80% probability of going first overall Um, never really made sense, Uh, you know, especially because that seemed to have been driven by, you know, kind of low limit markets and the, um, you know, and legal shops. And now things are bouncing all over the place as we are getting news and tidbits and information about these players actually visiting these teams. And the uncertainty is enormous compared to the NFL draft, where we had so much more time to boil everything down. Uh, VR is that a reasonable take in terms of like how this could happen
2: yeah that's totally totally agree with that where like right now I honestly have no clue like the top (laughs) top three like I don't think anyone knows there's I have two certainties one Chet is not going number one and two Jabari doesn't get past number two like that's really like the two certainties I have where I'm sh- like you can definitely dive into the Palo because you're patient zero with it. But NFL is king; it just is. It really is. Like,
0: well, um, what about the other markets? You know, the over/under markets. And I get that nobody gives a shit about the second round of the NBA draft including maybe some of the people they have a second round. Yeah, there's a second round, apparently. (laughs) I mean, you know, and obviously we didn't see it from Circa this year where they put out 100, but you get into the offshore space and you get into some of the legal books. There were a lot of over-unders for draft positions in the 30s, 40s, 60s, 80s, 110s. Like, you know, with the NBA draft, it's just not a possibility. It's not as big of a draft. But those markets, have you seen as big of fluctuations of that as we saw in the NFL, or is it just like, Once one one gets hit, yeah, one gets hit, it just comes off the board.
2: I I mean, Circa last year, just like the NFL, they had, what, like 100 props? Yes. This year they had, like, 30, which they were kind of, they were setting the market where, like, Caesars were just copy and paste.
1: Sure. But last
2: year they took an absolute bath. Like, they got dragged where they only offered 30 for NFL, and they don't even have anything up right now for NBA.
1: Yeah, no, and they will not apparently. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So then, how do these numbers get set? How did this market mature? Um, low limit legal shops were the only ones with numbers up after, and and most of the betting that I saw people do was kind of in the in the shadow of the lottery, which is how Smith caught steam because people were like, "Wow, Magic have taken a player like him high in the draft in the past, so that's the logical choice," and a lot of people honestly had him graded as the top prospect. Um, And so I get why that happens, but uh, it took until, was it Thursday last week? It was after the finals were over. Finals ended on Thursday. So Friday we saw draft props uh, pop at the offshores with meaningful limits. But even those were a third of the limit size as compared to the NFL. Um, That makes it tough if you want to make a bet of size on any of this. (laughs) And even that said, they kind of, it looked to me, at least, like they opened basically what the legal shops had gotten to, which was still Smith pres- presumptive number one, uh, Holm- Holmgren with a decent chance, and I guess there was some, some, uh, kind of leveling between those two players over the balance of a week leading up to getting props offshore. If that's if that makes sense, like Smith went from f- minus five hundred to like minus two hundred over the course of a couple of days. Is that what you remember?
2: I mean, the that move there's. I do want to go back real quick, but the Powell move is probably the biggest move in a short amount of time I've ever seen. Uh, Sunday he was, or Saturday he was twenty-five to 20,
0: one. Yeah, twenty twenty-five.
2: Which, like, I think the early move was definitely sharp, and now it's just a bunch of steam chasers absolutely piling on. Um, but the biggest <laughs> difference right, <laughs> the biggest difference right now and it started towards the end of the NFL draft and points bet was definitely the first one to do this was they really don't have a clue. And they were just moving the over unders where it would be like 10 and then someone would bet it and you'd go to 12 or whatever, where instead of moving the line, they're just moving the juice now. Sure. Like Johnny Davis has opened at nine and a half minus half minus one fifteen. And for the last week, he's been, the over nine and a half has been, like, minus 260. Where, in, if I was a book, I would do the same thing. Like, it totally makes sense. They're scaring everyone off.
1: Yeah, you can't give yourself a middle <coughs> shot. Not here. Right. And if, <laughs> yeah. if you
2: want to lay it, you can lay it. But if you lose, we're going to rake. Um, and today was the first day that they started moving some over-unders and leveling off. But it's just been ridiculous. Like, the amount of props that have been actually available to bet that aren't steamed out the wazoo. Was less than a handful. Um, Now I'm looking at the screen and like Caesars just put everything up. DraftKings put a bunch up. Where they're just copying and pasting. Um, But yeah, it is nice. Which for
0: what four days, three days out. Okay. Well, and and to the point of the the indexing, the raising the juice, it's it's tricky again when you know you're probably going to lose as a book anyway, no matter what you do here. It's not going to be a great result for him, no matter what. And then you have to follow a bunch of news because, you know, let's say that again, like the Celtics get the shit bet out of them everywhere, (laughs) and you just set the market wrong. Like, you need to move from three and a half to four and a half. You just have to, yeah, it has to go up. Like, if, if you were wrong, you're taking sharp money from the right people, you're going from minus three to minus four and a half. That happens. I, maybe there are some key numbers in sports like football where you can't just be like, well, we got to cross the seven right now. Right. But <clears> yeah. you know, let, let, let's That's bring up point. like, like, like Kessler is a good one too. But then when a, a player's like linked to a team or right. two, and like Kessler again, it's 24 and a half, he's linked to someone at 24. You set that over under like that, and it, it's if you take a shitload to the under, you can't just jump.
1: You can't make it twenty three and a half. Yeah, and then you can't. Get, you you get can't the jump out of you. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you can't jump like because that that jumping that one team is maybe worth, you know, jumping six teams that aren't interested in the kid at all. So but it, if, it does it does create a really weird situation where it's, like like you said, I would just do it too scare people off. Be like, I'm done taking action on this. It's minus two fifty now. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, have it elsewhere.
2: It is a it is a they are two different somewhat of beasts where like. The worst line ever set, Devontae Wyatt, like came out at like 14 and a half and oh, that was a settled good at like 28 and a half. Where NBA, there's two rounds. Like, it yeah. just doesn't feel like you can move guys in the NBA draft as you can move them in the NFL draft and get away with it. Because, yeah. like, the top, the lottery is 13 picks, like, or 14 picks, excuse me. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the top three. We've teased danced around it a lot. Um, I think we set sort of the 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 arc but um even last week kind of leading up to you know markets becoming more available to bet into there was a general genuine sense at least amongst those of us who were talking about it like why in the world is there this consensus sure thing that you're it's gonna go smith chet Paolo, like the market was like it's it's already decided. It's you know basically like forget about betting picks one two and three. We've already decided, and that yeah. never never felt right. Like the even the idea that Paolo would be a twenty five to one that means that you're saying that there's a four percent chance a four percent chance when every NBA writer that was willing to even put out a mock said the same thing in their little snippet with Jabari Smith going first. Well, it's three player race. I'm gonna take this guy because the odds makers say so. Like that was kind of the the snippet for everyone. No one was even really like, this guy has an awesome fit with this coach with this system. Uh, You know, his his analytics. You know, his his analytics team is glowing about this kit. No one was saying that. And actually, we had heard specifically the opposite. Like people were kind of dribbling out. Like I heard his uh, his interview with the Magic didn't go great. Like I like I heard multiple people say that. Like uh, there's like we read an article with his.
0: Quotes. Yeah. Like just again, it, it's hard to read something and get the full context and tone and whatever, yeah. but just reading some of the quotes, like, I don't like this person. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, it yeah. sounds like sounds like <laughs> I would I wouldn't want to hang out with you.
1: Yeah. And so I guess, you know, we've done enough digging at this point and I think that there are pretty clearly people high up in the magic organization and they could be smoke screening and lying. I'm not sure why they would do that frankly. I mean, you have the first overall pick. I mean, maybe if you're perfectly fine with all three guys at the top, you want to try to grab more, you know, more Draft equity by floating that you love a certain player or that you don't love a certain player in order to induce a trade. So be it. But I don't think that's what's going on here. In fact, the magic uh, president of basketball operations did like a whole, you know, running around patting himself on and his team on the back for keeping such a tight tight uh, lid on their process like you don't even even know who all we interviewed there's you know i i we've entered we've done business with players that i haven't even seen reported you know he was he he did a big old victory lap on how you know how well kept their uh their draft room has been and yet here you see a guy like Paolo, who's consensus top three who many uh you know experts feel like is the the best prospect and he was 25 to one 4%. 4%. Like, that's bananas. No freaking way. And then you dig into it a little more. You find out that, uh, you know, Smith's team, they don't have a promise from Orlando. Smith's team, well, we, we prefer Oklahoma City anyway. Uh, You know, f- Smith, maybe he tanked his interview on purpose because he wanted to go to Oklahoma City. Like, weirdly, Oklahoma City is this, uh, you know, sought-after destination for bigs because of who they have on that roster and the lack of, uh you know, a player to fill that role. Like, if you're going to Oklahoma City, you're getting immediate, 35 minutes you know 30 minute type of game like 30 percent usage type of shit if you're a guy like smith or uh, or chet and so i get it like that and they have a team that has a, a great young core and they have a ton of draft capital over the next handful of years so like you know could smith be angling for two sure could chet be angling for two sure but either way like it the, the facts are real that there was no there's nothing kind of grounding the price for smith As this a prohibitive favorite, even now looking at it like minus one seventy five at DraftKings, minus one seventy five at FanDuel, like that that price isn't grounded in reality. The Magic specifically have not said anything, and the reports of the visit were were all negative. So I think this is still absolutely wide open, Um, and I think the you know the the only thing I do take information with a grain of salt is all around the the expected number two here in Chet Holmgren. And this is very much, you know, kind of bear with me. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. But before going there, Sandy, do you have any general other thoughts on Smith, Jabari Smith as how do we get here to where he is, this prohibitive favorite to go on?
0: Yeah, it, it feels like it's just this self-fulfilling prophecy where, <clears throat> again, the limits are low. Maybe the people who actually grind college basketball tape and watch Prospects the people that are legit really good at that aren't betting or what go look if they can and realize like oh, I can bet like 20 bucks and this, doesn't matter. And it's like the market, just the whoever was first to market, just said like, uh, I don't know, they went to like rivals or God knows what website and said like, uh, here's our ranking. We really like this kid. He seems good. And they just ranked him one, two, three and said, well, this guy seems like the most likely to go. Let's make him like minus 300. I, I have no idea how the first set of odds came out, but it feels like just the first set of odds came out, everybody copied them, and then we were quickly incepted into be like, well, that's, I mean... Yeah lazy lazy, la- la- yeah. lazy, yeah, reporting. La- lazy. Yeah. Lazy. Everybody's
1: everybody's focusing on the finals, writing stuff about the finals. Can't well, that's get, the thing. Why, why would you NBA take the finals? And so you they're take like a well, trader off. God, the finals damn it, I got to write an NBA draft piece. It. What does DraftKings have? OK, uh, uh, Smith won. Oh, yeah, and it, yeah. it just perpetuates yeah. itself. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Why,
0: why would you take a trader off the desk who's working like NBA props yeah. or derivatives? I mean, she's in
1: the NFL with Hutchinson, right?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Why would you bother with this? Again, it's like, hey, here's a low limit market. We have one market open. It's to go first overall. We don't worry about the draft until next week. Just copy whatever this other book is doing. Yeah. Leave it up and if if we take some action on it, maybe we'll move a little. I don't know, VR. What do okay. you
1: think? Wait, wait, wait. I, I got to ask you, VR, specifically. Is this is this a, one, a two of? It just happened t- twice this year and it's not going to be like this in the future? Or are we going to continue to get this where the most liquid prop is mispriced for so long for both the NFL and the NBA. Like, this seems crazy to me.
2: Uh, it is literally like we're stuck in a time loop, uh, which <laughs> is like, it's great for us. But yeah, there just hasn't been like a bona fide guy. Like, honestly, like Hutchinson wasn't a bona f- Like, there hasn't been like an absolute alpha number one pick this year. And was there? Yeah, there was Trevor Lawrence last year, which... Was a lock, but or two years ago, it really is. T- unless there's like a bona fide alpha number one pick, like they don't have a clue. Like they do have other things to worry about, and they're just gonna set a price and then copy and paste it. But I will say last week when or like, whenever Jabari was minus two hundred, I want to say the end of last week, I was just staring at Jabari like like minus one twenty five or whatever it was, and like the principal side of me was just thinking like, is this value like, and it was just hurting my head where i couldn't but i couldn't bring myself to do it because i couldn't find a reason as to why he should and why he is number one pick i was terrified to go to like minus 300 the next day and i'd be kicking myself Um, but
0: i i think yeah I, i had the same thing where it's like you know you run into like the trevor lawrence analog is good where you have a guy where the market says he's number one and then it's like he and that's such a different It's a different obviously different sport, but like a quarter the value of a quarterback compared to other positions is still is so weird. But you sometimes you will have this in an NBA draft where there's a guy it's like, hey, he's going first. He worked out for the team, the team loves him, he loves them. Like it's just happening. And you see a price like that, you know, in whatever sport, draft, whatever, it'll run away. And you get that little bit of FOMO and you say, like, should I bet this because I'm going to blink and it's going to be minus a thousand next week. And I'm, right. I could have got something down on this. And then I realized like, <laughs> I don't remember who this guy played for in college. Like I really, <laughs> yeah. I really am ill and I'm too ill-informed to make that bet right now. And so I guess my, my just uh, looking at it, thinking about it and going away from it was probably a good move in the long run. Okay. And with well, it cheaper, here's it cheaper now. Yeah. God.
1: Yeah. Just I'm quickly. not. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You, you, do, you, you go. can
2: go You're going to take it away and you're going to have the floor, but just when you're <laughs> like the difference between the, like the NFL, and the NBA with the NBA, like you have to value like big boards a lot more where yeah. the NFL draft is very like positional team needs. There's more very, rounds, etc. Where when you're looking at the big boards, the NBA draft, like mo- it's defaulting to like best available is a lot more common. A lot. When you look at the big boards for like a bunch of the, like, good NBA experts, I guess you could say, like KOC, etc. Like, they have Paolo number one. And they've had him number one this entire time. Yeah. Um, Wasserman, Barlow.
1: So why in the world was he 25-1 ever? And and, and that's
0: another difference, too, is like, there are four or five mock drafts in the NFL where we're dying. Like every day people are asking, right. like, when is it, you know, the we're looking for, and it's yeah. not always like, Hey, this is a great mock. It's like, Hey, this guy is connected to this team. Yeah. And when he puts <laughs> his mock out, he's going to give us a little bit of information about maybe <laughs> what that team's thinking. And there's, I mean, at least five mock drafts where we're like, all right, we really got to see what this guy says. I don't know if there's a lot of that in the NBA, where it's like, "Hey," and again, the, the nature of a mock is is so much different with the way the NBA draft works and yep. how they're able to put pieces together. It's not like, "Man, Christ Almighty," they their offensive lines thirty first. They're going to right. draft a lineman like it's well. It's no, so I think
1: yeah. VR's point is on the nose. In the NFL, the top ten t- teams that were picking in the top ten this year, they needed everything. Yeah they all they, they needed everything like they could have gone anywhere so best player available is a model that works the teams that are picking in the top 10 of this draft they've made big time draft capital investments at certain positions over the last couple of years that means that they have specific projects they're working on and then specific holes on their roster that need to be addressed and that absolutely does change sort of the fabric of how the draft is going to break particularly when that team needs don't exactly match up with this, you know, the strength of the uh, the talents, which is why there's so many kind of wild, fluky trades that t- tend to happen as as teams oh, kind of gosh. agree. Well, that guy's a top four guy, but I don't need him, so I'll just send him to whatever, right? Like that definitely happens in the NBA. But here's yeah. what I here's, well, and, and here's what and I also think, too the, I
0: the value of some <laughs> players like like Orlando. Who's their who's their point guard? Drew. Uh,
1: it's Markel Fultz. Cole yeah. Anthony gets a lot of a lot of on ball as well.
0: Like Orlando could use a point guard, but sure. who's the best? Who's the best point guard in the draft? Like, what what yeah. are they gonna do? Like, hey, we can no use point were guard. We're gonna one take yeah. One. So yeah. The, the, they suck. They're shit. They're number one. Like they need front court help too. And there's a bunch of that. Like yeah, there's it, no personal comes... no value. Yeah, but yeah. There's... like centers yeah.
2: are dying. I guess centers yeah. is probably like the one position that I, made I didn't think that was a thing list, anymore. But like it is NBA's <sighs>
1: position for some teams. But... Let's not make any centers dying jokes on this putt. Very <laughs> fluid <laughs> yeah. for those of you who don't get that you'll get it in a minute um here's what i think i know about orlando's process they have been very very tight-lipped i do believe that they went into their team visits with a board that was drastically different than people assumed and i believe that they had jabari smith as their third choice And they kept up appearances that they were going to take him first and brought him in first and did three days i've also heard that his visit did not go well and i have also heard that he does not have a promise for orlando which at this point in the process you would have expected and generally happens and so i do think that there is a lot more uncertainty that they end up taking jabari smith than a minus 175 price implies which means there's a way to attack this market so then the question is do you attack it with Chet or do you attack it with Paolo? And Chet has got a problem. And his agents have created this. Make no mistake. Like I'm putting my tinfoil hat on here. And I'm telling you that there are enormous red flags with him as a long term prospect in the NBA. And the way that they have handled the process of the draft has done absolutely nothing uh, to uh, assu- assuage. Uh, to, um, swage. A swage, uh, to calm concerns about what, you know, how long and what degree he'll be able to, uh, compete at an MBA level. And what I'm talking about is the first time the literally the first time I saw Chet, Chet Holmgren has been a talked about prospect, number one prospect in this class for years. It is, this is not like a new thing that he is just bursting on the stage. He played you know, a lot of high-profile games in college, and I'm not a medical doctor. I am not like an especially trained eye when it comes You're to not virologists, not 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 any of this. But the first time I saw Chet Holmgren on on camera, I think I let out an audible gasp, and I was like, "I really hope they screen that kid for Marfan syndrome, because he has checks every single box." of like a risk you know risk factors just based on appearance and if you are wondering what in the hell is Marfan syndrome i only really know about it because of the isaiah austin experience back in 2014 yeah. and that was horrifically sad like he I, you know i say sad he lives he's 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 living a healthy life everything's been treated he's uh you know he ended up having a decent international career as a as an nba as a as a basketball big um, but he went through the normal drafty screening process. The NBA did an echocardiogram, which, you know, Marfan syndrome, extremely difficult to diagnose. Like there you can a- ask three doctors. They'll run a series of, uh, you know, of meds on on a uh, on a certain individual. And there is not uh, consensus all every time like there you need, you know, heavy duty, um, you know, heart testing to be able to truly identify this. Um, and the NBA screened Austin. They identified it, and on the eve of the draft, that kid's dreams wow. were shattered, and it sucked. Like a lot of people, were like, man, this is this guy is great. He, you know, he's a good kid. Like this was a Baylor big, um, and they ended up having basically like middle of the dr- first round of the draft. They did like a whole like um, uh, you a know, ceremonial
0: a, a cer- ceremonial yeah. selection. Nice. Yeah.
1: You know, they they and he ended up having uh, an insurance policy, so he got like a little like a two million dollar like. You know, sorry, you're not going to make NBA money, but like, here's something. So it it wasn't like all sad, but it sucked because that kid was going to be a good NBA player. And ultimately, it did not ever materialize. He spent two years getting treatment and then went on and had an international career where, uh, you know, I think he played for like 10 years and everything was fine. The fact that Chet came into this process with those questions swirling around him and enough people in the know who need to, you know, affirmatively understand that he is not uh, a risk of having you know some medical issue that would derail his career i thought we were going to get answers in this process because in general if that's swirling in general if you want to be a top two pick you got to kind of play by the rules when it comes to doing the medicals and sharing the medical information and chet elected to forego the nba heart screening and honestly but, and that's, that's the a fucking you, red like- flag
0: well and and the thing is too we are it is 7:29 central time on monday the draft starts in 3 days and this is getting no play like we're talking about it people who are digging into some of this are talking about it but it is it has been very weird how a lot of this seems to just get brushed off like well, the the not not only this but like the the really vague uh you know, answers about some of these interviews and workouts where you're like, wait, well, you didn't actually say you actually worked out for that team. You said you went and ate lunch there. Like, you didn't answer any questions. And at this point, like, nobody nobody seems to give a shit about any of this stuff being maybe semi-reported. And, and again, if you're going to be a top three pick and you say, I'm not doing you you don't get my medicals, though. Like... That's radicals... been the story, though. That's the story. No, it, 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 has, it has been, but... That's the only reason it, it's really on my radar. It's, it's, not, it's, getting, it's not getting... Interview. It should be the top story. Right, but they're manipulating
2: it into, like... The media's manipulating it into Chet manipulating the team that he
0: wants to go to. Which okay, can you explain that a little like bit? The cover
1: up. Can you... Yeah, can you... But forget yeah. about the cover... Forget about oh, the tinfoil hat. Jeff. Let's take, take that at face value and tell me what the plan was.
0: So the media what, is, what the media is portraying the planet, portraying yeah. is
2: Chet is essentially holding out on medicals, which if yes. you hold out on medicals, then a team's not going to draft you because they're in the dark. Uh, where if you don't give the Magic your medicals, they won't take you. So if you want to go o- OKC, you give them the medicals, I guess you could say.
1: Um, okay. But what you're describing then is ostensibly, and again, this stems from the fact that Orlando is on record that they did not get them. Correct?
2: Right, which if you don't get him, you're not gonna take take
0: him. Like one would hope.
1: And yet he's plus one twenty five right now at Points Bet to go exactly. first overall.
0: this this isn't, this isn't this isn't I'm Lamar Jackson and, and I'm not gonna run the forty. <laughs> no. it's, exactly. It's, it's, no. I mean there, there are always people that I'm not gonna do this. I'm I'm holding my pro day at my camp. I'm not going to the combine, I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. This is and again, yes, I I don't I'm not saying no one's talking about it, but it is it is being wildly maybe not underreported. I think Luke said it better. It was uh, you know the, what, what do you want to say? Like spun, you're, you're yeah. spinning it.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which okay. So we'll, we'll get into the Chimbol hat. Yeah. We'll Chet get into Paolo's
2: the odds should be, should have been flipped the entire time. Like Paulo should have had Chet's odds.
1: Yeah. Like I last week. No, I agree with that. And we may get there. Just you wait. This podcast could go for an hour. <laughs> the um uh. So ostensibly, the reason that you hide the medicals from Orlando is that you are trying to steer your client away from that team. And Which- what a good way to do it, <laughs> honestly. No, no honestly I, I, I mean, you know, great job. And if you are then turning around and saying, well, it's because we think he's got a better fit for OKC. And if you are really orchestrating all that and you have clean meds on him and you've given them to Sam Presti and Presti is in on this and is like, good job. Like you kept this, you kept Orlando out of the mix here and we get him at two. Like if, the, or, if or if Oklahoma City ends up taking Chet at two, I will wake up and assume the next day. I guess that they did give clean medicals to OKC, and that this was all nothing to be concerned about. Ultimately, Screen. right? Like it, it's almost going to have to be because I don't think I mean, OKC has some very shrewd minds in that front office, and they are they are not taking uh, a, a flying leap uh, into a guy who they don't have a, a clean echocardiogram on um, at two at number two, especially considering the way they're building that franchise. And so, I think realistically, the important part of all of this is. The minute that the medicals became obscured from o- o- Orlando, I am basically, I'm 0% there, frankly. Like, you know, and and the only, the only thing in the back of my head that is spooking me is that there was, there is precedent for his agent to get a guy with very questionable medicals to be drafted first overall. And I'm, of course, referring to Greg Oden, who was orchestrated and taken ahead of ultimately Kevin Durant and
0: he get injured. I,
1: yes, 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 yes. Yeah. He, he, he was uh how should we say like a, you, you, you lose your job kind of a bust. Um, and you know, this, this, if we are living in a world where there, where this agent is able to manipulate the way that the draft goes to the degree that, a team that has not seen clean medicals takes a player first overall, I will I will bow down, I will take my loss. <laughs> like I, I, it and and that is not as non-zero chance of that happening. But I mean I'm totally to zero. Yeah.
2: I you were tinfoil hatting this multiple days ago, and I have many, many Powell shares at this point. Uh, <laughs> but but okay. today, today when the magic just we're like no comment if you worked Palo out. Like, that was very suspect to me. When they were totally – they gave Jabari his own press conference, like, telling everyone, (laughs) and then, like, no comment, which fairly certain they did work out yesterday.
1: Very certain, yeah. Like, why are they –
0: When you don't talk – yeah, when you don't talk about something like that, it does stick out. I know, Drew and and VR, your percentage, like, line the two percentages as far as – there's there's a medical issue that's being hid. Yeah. And um you know, the duff dog is just trying to angle it from Orlando to Oklahoma City. Like, what do you what do you put those two percentages at? Medical issue compared to angling away from having 80, to go to Orlando. 80-20. Okay.
1: I think I in my mind, the most likely considering all of the what they've considering their public route, which was skip the heart exam that was, would have been public for every NBA team like that. Like there are some things you hide medicals on because you don't want other teams around the league to know, you know, strengths, weaknesses, whatever. Right. And you, it's, it's to the advantage of the team to keep that, that, that narrow. And there's lots of players that elected not to do the NBA heart screening test. But if you are specifically, you know, under scrutiny for potentially having a genetic disorder that can only be identified if you do the heart test, then it is, highly suspect that you did not just get that out of the way before the draft process really got going. Hey, guys, everything's fine. It didn't happen. They elected to go the secretive route. And to me, that means that it it seems likely that they know something, but they think it's a mild enough case that he can play through it. And they have 40 million reasons to keep it a secret because that's the kind of compensation you
0: get as a number two pick. That doesn't sound like 80-20 to me. Yeah, that doesn't like, sound like 8020 to me, Drew. <laughs> <intro. laughs>
2: it's just like insane to me. Like, imagine if they did draft True. him and like this came out after. Like it almost feels criminal. Like, yeah. like I get like get paid. A- again, I'm
1: it's like, a tough diagnos it's a tough diagnosis. It is. And they can they may be and honestly, like some if some team picks up this live grenade and ultimately he can't play because of this, they're gonna have a lot of explaining to do shortly someone just and gets fired yeah yeah somebody gets fired and the agents are gonna have to come up with a very a much better reason than they have given to date about why they were hiding medicals C- certainly certainly but if,
0: if you throw can, all can you out, get an agent in trouble for that i mean what what's what's the recourse but he's never gonna i feel like he's just blacklisted
1: I mean, not really. <laughs> like, yeah, I, guy I, represents I'm, half of the fucking power players in the NBA. Probably the yeah, third most powerful that, yeah. like, in,
0: in the entire he's, landscape. He's in yeah. such a position of power over this. Like, is, is there any recourse for I mean, team? there was no
1: repercussions for – I mean, got, players with big medical red flags hire all, h- hide them all the time. It happened with Greg Oden, surely. Like, I don't know if teams got the full picture of what he was dealing with in terms of the degenerative knee stuff until, at, until it was too late. Similarly, um, Joel Embiid elected to hide a lot of his medicals. They, I think they kind of knew he wasn't going to be a factor his first couple of years in the, in the NBA because of what he was dealing with, you know, with his foot and knee. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, this, there's lots of precedent and the agents generally don't pay much of a price for this, especially if you're getting the compensation. <laughs> is,
2: and like this it's shit so, would so, never play so, yeah. the NFL. Like the NFL, like no, there's just zero no. chance, but Even if you throw all of this out the door, like, there's still a very, there's still an argument for Chet, like, Paolo going ahead of Chet 100%. Like, even if he's, he's Marfan clear, like,
1: yeah,
0: there is an argument for
1: Paolo. Oh, of course, for sure. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Don't get me wrong. Like, like, Paolo fits with the magic. And What they want to try to do long term, and I believe to be the best prospect in this class, personally, and that may be shading some of my how I even got in here in the first place. Um, but I think realistically the market you, you said that it's just steam chasing now. There's still four to ones, five to ones out there on this, and frankly,
2: oh, it's over. 20,
1: I mean, 20% chance. Really? It's 20. I
2: mean, I'm expecting him to be the favorite after the show, so
1: okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> we won't. We won't promise that. Well, no, so again,
0: back yeah. back to the market. The market has been weird because there's been, and we, we won't name names, but there's some places, and it's not everybody, but there's some places that won't take big bets, or some places places that just won't take bets from people with certain accounts. And then, what is usually one of the most liquid offshore markets in bet on, or excuse me, bookmaker has set up a uber aggressive <laughs> auto mover where if you bet something it's going to move 10 15 20 percent just uh and ev- everything at bookmaker right now is to win a thousand so you know if it's 20 to one you put 50 bucks on it and if you, you can bet re-bet
1: though so presumably you, you, betting with size that is your only avenue
0: yeah it, it is Unless but at, know, the okay. sa- at the same time if you wanted to if you wanted to get to win five thousand like the odds on that fifth bet are going to be 2 dollars worse if not more like it you know depending on how you want to bet this like depending on which bet you made but a 40 to 1 if you bet to win a thousand is going to move to 30 or worse or what was the one you bet it went from 20 what was oh, it was 30 to to like 18 yeah 30 to 18 like yeah. there's going to be big moves bet online is taking 100 on anything right now really any other offshore is really, really light. Bavada was taking 100. They're taking 20 today. They said, no moss. We're done with this. Um, and a, a lot of the other ones are just 25. Um, Heritage has this site called Bet 105. And they had some wild ass numbers. I'm like, holy shit, these are way off. And I'm like, oh, they're only taking 25 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking, I'm betting this anyway. This number's way, it was like 100 to 1 on something. And I bet it. And then I tried to bet another one and it said, no, your limit is zero on this. And it, it turns out 25 was not the limit for betting a draft prop. 25 was the limit for betting draft props. Like that's the I mean, amount of money you can spread out on all the draft <laughs> props. I, I, wasted, I wasted my one shot on like a long just shot. Test,
1: just testing. Just testing the, the Raptor testing the fence. You fried your account.
0: Yeah, uh, I fried it. has gone. It's done. Made one points bet.
2: bet like, points bet, it's honestly the worst with points bet. Like you, they won't tell you what the limit is. You click submit they'll accept a portion of it. The odds will move. And then you have to submit it again at the new odds, which yeah. like, I guess and at least the, they're taking it.
0: But. To the point in the chat too. Yes. Yeah. Several places only have up two through five for pick markets, Bovada and bet, bet any sport just took them down. Like, well, you can bet the other ones if you want, like you don't <clears throat> think, you don't think Jabari's going first, bet him second.
1: Right. Yeah. So that's a, that's, that's, that's where we're going next guys. Um, I am down to, there are two players who potentially could go first and I am 60, 40. It's Paolo, frankly, I'm 60, 40. It's Paolo and 40% it's Smith and the magic have just done a masterful job of sending disinformation out about that visit. Um, I think there are enough voices in the room that are anti Smith from jump street that Paolo gets the nod of, and Chet is not in contention. But I, again, freaking Greg Odin got drafted over Kevin Durant. So who the hell knows? Um, the number two, I think, works out fairly well for OKC, who is rumored to have eyes for two players who will both be available Yeah, at number two. And those two players are Jabari Smith and Jaden Ivey.
0: It's funny I, I that Ivey. you brought up, you brought up the you keep bringing up the Durant thing. And then you bring up, "Oh, this yeah. worked out well. This worked out well for the Oakland." Worked City out well Thunder. for Percy.
1: Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, worked out well for these guys. Exactly, guys. Um, so, I mean, I think realistically, they are likely to take Smith too if he's there. I don't think they consider trades. I don't think they um, waste much time. Deliberating, I believe they are sold. And Smith's camp seems very bullish about OKC as well. They seem to have had a good visit with them, and in general, a positive outlook about his ability to contribute for OKC. So I think what that's what do you, a what good do you think
0: of that market then? Like, I, I get that. I get that there was plus one
1: ninety.
0: Yeah, so I know you're it's you're not, in, you're, in, you're yeah. in bed with Paulo one, which vis-a-vis makes probably Smith or Chet two, or however you want to. Or yeah, maybe I mean, I, be a weird. Like, it's probably not worth adding that.
2: I mean, yeah, I don't see Jabari getting past two. If Paolo goes one, the Rockets are just going to click eject. Like, at three, like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree. They
2: are, like, they're not going to be
0: happy from everything that we're being told.
1: Um, Okay. So How far like,
0: back could they possibly <coughs> trade? Like, who are the trade partners for uh, the Houston Rockets right. right now? Wait, wait,
1: before, wait, wait uh, real quick. Right, think, go, think, go, think, stand think, stand think about up. that first. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Uh, let I think in my dream world where Paolo goes one, Smith goes two, and I don't think there's tons of uncertainty there. In the alternate universe where the Magic takes Smith one, which is apparently what everybody else thinks is a guarantee, <laughs> uh, who do the who do the Thunder take two? Do you think they? I mean, is it is Chet live for them? And we've all been smokescreened, like to the end of the earth here over the uh, the health concerns. And Chet is actually the guy they've had eyes for the whole time. No,
0: that's it's a thing. But man, it, let, let's say Whoa. there's even an inkling of Chet might like. Even if they don't get any news on who, in what where, or why might be wrong with Chet, the fact that they they know yeah. in this scenario, Paulo went first. We're all happy. We're sitting there watching the second pick, in what world would you be like, are we gonna pass on Smith here for a guy that for a guy that maybe oh no no I'm saying something.
1: Smith's gone. Smith's gone. I'm saying okay, Oklahoma, so Smith I'm saying first. Oklahoma City now has a very difficult choice where the only so that, the, the guy they like okay, is still okay. there in Ivy, yep, but there's also two elite talents in and Chet and, and Paolo available for them. Uh if we throw if we if we can if we are you know, I think I think Chet slides. That's my opinion. But do at that point, do you think we could potentially see a trade where Houston OKC swap? Houston takes Paolo two, okay. and then OKC takes Iv three. They what have assets.
2: You- I mean, I literally hate talking trades, but they have <laughs> they have the ammunition to do it. And everything that's being reported that they love Paolo enough that a trade doesn't seem crazy. But if yeah. Jabari goes one, that's like the first signal that like the consensus might have been right and we were wrong or who knows sure. check sure. goes two. consensus. Then four is How, when it gets off the rails. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For in the, if the consensus one, two, three is what the market thought, then yeah, I'm, you know, I've, it's a, it's a, it's a bad night for me, <laughs> certainly because <laughs> um, I think that is, I think the consensus is wrong or at least incorrectly priced. Um, no, it's- but uh, yeah, I know in the scenario that uh, OKC is forced with the choice of Paolo, Ivy, or Chet, you got any gut that they would go Ivy there too or trade out?
2: I mean, I the beauty of the NBA draft for me is I don't really care about the NBA in the regular season. So, like, the personal, I really don't have a personal bias towards anything um, where I absolutely love Ivy. Um, and if I do have a bias, I'm going to shade myself towards Ivy. But like if Jabari goes one, like gun to head, the tinfoil hat is going to be pushed ahead aside. And I'm going to guess Chet would be gun to head number two.
1: Okay. Okay. And then Palo slam dunk three. Okay. Um, What's uh, the, what's now going back to Andy's question, if Houston ejects, (laughs) who's coming up and who are they coming up for? If it's Chet and Ivy are your two top top players available for pick three. Do you have any info? Someone, Team X, comes up for Ivy? I
2: mean... God.
0: This, this is so... I, else, hate, I hate, NBA I trade hate trade rules. trades. Yes. Yeah, yeah the trade rules trade. are awful.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the NBA draft trade rules are just awful. We're like, guys are wearing hats for teams they're not even being drafted by because... Uh, the dumbest rule ever, but... Yeah, can we just move on to <clears throat> four? Because I have no idea. I,
0: I I think the Pistons are really, really horse shit at basically everything except the, the young guy they have from last year.
1: Cade Cunningham, like, yeah.
0: I, I guess, like, but would they have to trade up for something at that point? Like, right. there's something that's going to – is it worth losing <laughs> assets to trade up when you either get – you know, Ivy or Murray or sharp, or maybe Chet falls all the way there. Like it, it doesn't seem like it's worthwhile. I don't know what it would take. I don't know what it would take to, to hop uh, pop over Sacramento there, or if they're even worried about, like, Well, we're talking Sacramento about Houston seems...
1: ejecting at that point. So they will not think. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Like, does it get cheap because Houston is in a spot where they don't want to be there? Yeah. Maybe
2: yeah. I would say Houston trades back. If like their prize possession, Paul is not there
1: okay yeah i think that's fair and i think chet could go three but i again find it very tough that a team even like the pistons who are in five would they give up assets to move up to a guy to get a guy they didn't work out and who they don't have medicals on
2: i i think i think workouts in this quote, unquote" promises like those are the two things that like people like really value a little bit too much where Surely. if you're drafting like one two three like I sure hope you worked them out, Um, but (laughs) like yeah, the promises thing is like crazy to me as well, but.
0: Okay. Well, and at that point, you've probably seen that guy play.
1: So do you think moving on to four then, do you think it is signal or noise that Sacramento is firming up them, not trading and that they did not work out Ivy?
2: I mean, I, I'm totally buying into the Keegan angle, yeah. which it does feel like today specifically, like Ivy has like pushed up into like maybe the three territory. Uh, Keegan and Ivy definitely got a lot of momentum today. Um, and the Kings owner, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Like he usually it's in the past. It's come out who he likes and they've taken that guy. Um, and it is being reported that the Kings owner does like Keegan. Um, and his number two odd or number t- four odds today, like, got slashed in half where he's almost the favorite. And
0: in I the last anymore. hour, yeah. I mean, it got hit hard again. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, it's down like 175, Drew. Ooh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: Keegan number four odds, like, within the last hour going up to this show. Okay.
1: So you're telling where, me my uh, under five and a half has legs?
2: Yes, yeah, Keegan's like plus 125 on draftings <laughs> now, which like 250 yesterday,
1: 300 yesterday. Wow. 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 I love that.
2: He's also Um, 22, which for those who have personal biases, that a lot of people can't (coughs) get past him being old.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, Good player though. Type of player that you need to, to, to do well in today's NBA, so uh, I get why uh, they would target him, um, and I get why I mean, they would pass on Ivy because they got they they've committed a lot already to Fox. He needs the ball yeah, in his hands. They
2: yeah. haven't made the playoffs in what sixteen years. Like,
1: yeah, you would
2: hope they're trying to draft someone win now, which <laughs> Keegan definitely like fits that description.
1: That's a great point. Best. That's a great point. Um, so it looks like uh, we have figured out that um, some team is taking Ivy three potentially via trade up. <laughs> Uh, Keegan's going four. That means Chet lands in the five hole to Detroit. Is that wild or is that real?
2: I mean, I have <laughs> I get Chet's just gonna screw everything up now. Um it's like a domino <laughs> of like chaos now. We're like I've like Mathurin. I have like, sure. Mathurin at number five at like twenty to one, which I would love. Oh, anyway, that would be cool. Which yeah. I I feel good about that one. But if Chet's falling, then that's gonna ruin everything. But I do have Chet five, going five at, like, what, 201, where I'm totally buying into your angle. And I'm just, like, taking nibbles on Chet falling because I know if he does and I don't have it, I'll kick myself. And I'd rather we, lose than not have We
0: did start it. talking about that a little. I, I talked to someone about that a little bit ago. I looked at what I'd bet. And, again, it wasn't real big bets yet because you can't. But I said, I kind of need to balance what's going on here at three, four, five, because like uh, you know, we've made some small bets on the on the Chet slide. And if you have some big numbers on Chet to go fourth or fifth, um, if he goes third, that's a big lost opportunity cost. Yeah, it is. Like he, he literally cannot go third and then also fourth or fifth. Yeah. So I, I said I said he's, like
1: for what it's worth, he also like organically going third to Houston if they don't reject. That's not great. That's no, like no. that's not like that's. Like, I say not great. Like, like talk about a bad fit. I mean, Houston's a pretty smart org. I mean, I know they want shooters, but can and you they put, made
2: that? It feels like they yeah. made that trade. Like, they made that trade for whatever that guy's name is.
1: They sent Wood. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which so oh, it, it like,
0: feels like if if Chet goes third, it's a different team, right?
2: Like, why would they like they traded him? Yeah. Like from my perception of like the assumption that they're one hundred percent gonna get
0: like yeah, there's there's some there's some team out there that did no due diligence on Chet yeah. because they assume he's just going second. They're nowhere yeah. close. They're like OKC's okay, not trading. We've done no They're sitting at you know somewhere in the low teens or uh, close to ten maybe. And Lottery they see Chet, gotta be lottery. Chet, yeah, yeah. Lottery. So Chet, Chet's available at three, and they're like, oh man, this is our. Let's roll the dice. Like, yeah, let's somebody, go get him. Somebody bumps. That's where he would go three. I think. I don't. Yeah. I don't see Houston. It would have to be the Houston eject model yeah yeah i think
1: so too and that's got to be a low
0: problem
2: now we're at pick five i mean yeah. i'm down to go through every single one i've <laughs>
1: on well here's what here's what i got let's do a, a little a uh, little surprise here and i can ask you about the bets you already made uh and uh why you made these bets uh so if you follow vegas refund on twitter you already know about all this um but i'm just curious some of the thought process that went into uh taking some swings here so uh Abaji under 15 and a half based on a promise.
2: So, some of these were like things I was hearing, like through the grapevine, where and some of them were just like mock momentum. Where, like, points bet, and anyone listening that was like pissed today, I like totally get it. Will not put another one out that's just like points bet specific. They pulled. Party, I think it was, like, five seconds. It was, oh, it's, like, legitimately insane, but AJ Griffin specifically was, there was, like, three mocks where, oh, it was Wasserman. Wasserman started rep- was doing, like, a Q&A, and he was, like, quoting all the tweets, and then all of a sudden, he started replying, which, like, the replies, like, are hidden, like, not as many people see him, and, like, you start seeing these replies, and it's on Griffin, and he's, like, basically saying that he's hearing medical red flags and he's going to fall which griffin at that point was like plus 150 plus 130 which like what what excuse me i can't talk wasserman is like one of the like core five guys for me in terms of specifically mock drafts for rest in peace because he retired i miss him but uh (laughs) god we need him back so bad um and it was like plus 150, and you're seeing Wasserman say that he's going to fall based off of these red flags, and that's just like auto. Like You don't dr- bet many over-unders in the draft that are plus money, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. People are pro- now projecting him 11. That yeah, seems he's gonna, optimistic. Yeah. That seems optimistic. Okay. Um, other good pending stuff here. You got I mean, a great number on Abaji. Is that because of a, a Cavs promise that you, I, I I heard about a Cavs promise. No idea yeah. if it's real.
2: Very, um, very aligned with the Cavs promise, which I wouldn't be shocked if you got in the top 10. But Thurn was, I don't even, if that's how you, I hope that's how you pronounce his name. But Thurn was close. like very much like between like the mocks and it does feel like it's like the big three. Then it's Dyson, <laughs> Sharp, who sharps an absolute landmine and then Benedict And then it really becomes a gray area where like those top eight guys, like I have a hard time seeing a scenario unless like Chet just goes undrafted uh, falling out of the top eight. And he was eight and a half. And with how these books are just moving the juice now and they're not moving the lines, uh, I am seeing myself uh, more open to weighing heavier juice because I'm not putting out a draft prop that I'm not like fully confident in. Yeah, right. And that, that, who was just a no brainer, like under eight and a half. The one I missed out on that I wish I bet um, at like less odds was like a, the Dyson over, which would be very, that would have been like almost like a parlay. Um, Mark Williams wouldn't, 12 and a half, that's like a very key number. Wouldn't bet him at, at 13 and a half, maybe <laughs> a little bit. Um, Jalen Williams, that is the, like, that's the one that was just fantastic. He opened Who is it,
1: like, Who is Jalen Williams?
2: He, he went to uh, what's that school?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know the answer. To I mean, there's like Santa, five Jalen
2: Williams in this draft, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Santa this Clara, is also, Santa Clara. Santa Clara Santa, Santa, oh yeah. Oh yeah. shoot, I've seen people saying he should oh, go top ten. We've
0: uh, yeah. we've seen a Santa Clara basketball player have a successful NBA career. Oh, his
1: current number is 18 and a half. I might still go scoop some of that because I've seen some people very high on Jalen Williams. He's um, very
2: similar to the Durant momentum last year. So like. Durant Uh last year, his overrunner was like, honestly, it was like 20. And the week leading up to the draft, he was catching a ton of steam. Um, I think he ended up going like 13. It just kept coming down and coming down.
1: Yeah.
2: I think it closed at like 14 or something like that, where like that was just like the media had it. Like there was momentum. His overrunner just kept dropping. And Jalen Williams very much feels
1: like Like that guy this year. Yeah. anything you haven't bet yet that you're especially keeping an eye on, like um, we've definitely heard some not positive things about some guy. I, I have a lot of unders right now in my portfolio and a lot of that is kind of correlated with the chat slide, which obviously is going to make or break my uh, make or break my draft night. Um, But uh, yeah, there's some guys who are kind of losing some steam, like the Ty Ty Washington's of the world. Anybody kind of stand out that you're keeping eyes on to play overs?
2: I do I try to balance it out. Like if you saw the NFL draft, I almost had exactly the same amount of overs as under. <laughs> which brings me back to like
0: We've had that conversation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Where like two years ago in the NFL draft I had like six unders, all like fourteen or lower, where like I basically had to predict the top ten perfectly for these to hit. <laughs> where I was just squeezing myself. Um where I am trying to balance it out where that some of them Aren't negatively correlated. Where if like one guy the under hits, like that means another guy's gonna fall out. um But there are some tie tie. I was actually looking at tie tie under 19 and a half yesterday. Okay. And I'm very happy I didn't. Yeah. Because today there was it does.
1: Couple it was of pu- couple of pe- peak and woo both put him in the twenties.
2: Yeah, and the, it, well, Wu and... put some context in his pick, saying that he's like going to fall, which. Like the, the mocks are mocks, but like reading between the lines of the context that they put in every pick, hopefully they're not like just putting an analysis. Um, is like the best. Like Wu had a very little detail about him falling. If you just looked at who they're picking, you wouldn't have seen it.
0: Well, it, it's sitting right over a spot in 19 where you have a team that doesn't need a point guard. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: No, we'll when it's it. straddling, when it's straddling a spot where it's like, "Shit, that team worked him out. That team needs that position," and that makes it so much harder to make that decision and pull a trigger. And it, it's a lot, a lot of that in the NFL too with the the two cornerbacks where they put the over unders for those those cornerbacks to start. Right. Um, uh, you know, and obviously things got a lot clearer after people realize like, just the Cowboys aren't married to a guy at this point. But you, you do run into some of those where it's like, "Shit, this is this is just something I got to leave alone." And if
2: you're looking at this, if you're using this mock draft, like this doc, like the one thing that I would harp is focus on the number on the left, like the one, like the furthest left, which is like the pick number. Cause like the mock EDP is important, but like, dang, like,
1: yeah, that's that's why I wanted to ask you about.
2: Yeah. His EDP is the 13th ranked, like his 13th, which If it was not a
1: lot of margin for error there.
0: Yeah. Right. where Well, and there are other guys like that who they're linked to one team. That's like six, six spots higher than their EDP. And if it's like, well, he either goes there or, he, you know, he'll drop quite a ways like that. Right. Like there are some some guys like that.
2: The EDP might like be saying the EDP might be lower than the over under, but the left-hand side number might be higher which the left-hand yeah. side, I'm going to default to over the UDP, uh, just purely based off of how many guys are being mocked ahead of them.
1: I like that.
0: I would get down with that.
1: Did you uh, uh, you caught the buzz, though, on Jeng today, right? I mean, woo, putting him at nine. That's, uh, that's a Spurs connection to an international guy. I mean, talk about hand and glove. <laughs> and I,
0: yeah,
2: last night on uh, – I brought this up earlier, but Simmons, like, released, like, quote-unquote, a Father's Day podcast, which, like – it's very opinion, like they're sharing their opinions mainly on it, but Rasilo was on it and he stated that he was talking about Dang having a promise, but the way that he said that he had a promise, it was a, if it was like a fact, like it wasn't like I'm hearing <laughs> that Dang has a promise. He's like, Dang has a promise. And then he goes on to say, but I don't think he's going to get to that team, which, okay. That was, that was a very, that was probably the only tidbit out of God, the entire I podcast. I love stuff like that that I listened to on 2X. Um, <laughs> but Simmons did make a good point, too, that and he starts it off comparing it to fantasy baseball. and I it was... <laughs> but then he, he, he it honestly, sounds, This
1: is plausible, yeah. I've, I've, he brings
2: yeah. it back, and he was saying how he thinks that the, there's going to be a run on wings this year, where teams okay. are going to reach for wings, where 60% of the NBA offenses are wings, which I guess it's a, more of a less risky type pick um, and he was just listing off like all of these wings that he thinks is going to go higher purely based off of that theory, which I can actually get behind based off of the fancy baseball comparison was insane until he brought it back and actually totally made sense. Which I, that, but, I'm not going to s- try but.
0: Yeah, there are seismic, a seismic, is probably too big of a swing, but there are shifts in every you know every sport like this, where certain positions become more or less valuable. Like we joked about the center becoming extinct. Like that does happen, and like as much as I hate to admit, Bill Simmons had a point. Like that's it's for sure a, a thing I can buy into. Yeah, but it's sure. just like like uh I mean, there's I a reason get, like off ball yeah.
1: linebackers aren't drafted aren't aren't sought after in the NFL draft
0: anymore. Yeah, it's like how seen. many off ball the first <clears> off ball <throat> linebacker and the first uh, like tight end go look where they were picked yeah right
1: um what uh i, do, I yeah, did want to ask you
2: guys what did you guys think of jade and ivy's odds to the next today just totally getting crushed which up until like this afternoon i think it was malachi yeah and johnny davis would favor to go to the, or yeah next and then all of a sudden ivy went from like nine to one and now he's a favorite like three to one
0: I had to go look where the knicks picked i'm like are the knicks a lot higher than i thought right and, and they, they DK, and they are not
2: and DraftKings like doesn't like if any book doesn't move the odds it's them like it takes a lot for them relatively speaking which they moved it a ton which spoke even more to me like DraftKings movement is moving it's like what is going on here and i know ivy came out and said he'd like love to play for new york today but to me, that's not enough to move the odds how it did.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you're not getting them at 11. Uh, no, if you're in New York, that, you're trading away a lot to move up. And I don't know that they even really have much capital. So that's a, that's
0: a that tall out. That one add. felt super weird. Like, I just thought my brain was broken. I'm like, is New York at like 6? Or what, what did I miss here when that happened? <laughs> I went and looked at the – God bless Tankathon. My favorite thing about the <laughs> Tankathon.com <laughs> is that – they put, win, they put winning streaks in red font and losing streaks in green <laughs> font. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's not how you get a high pick by winning.
1: Hey, let me, uh, let me tell you about, uh, real quick, the Knicks and Jalen Ivey. The only way that they secure him, in my opinion, and this would make for a fun grading um, uh, controversy, uh, is uh, if the Trailblazers take him, if he falls to seven... And the Trailblazers take him, and the Knicks and oh, yeah. the Trailblazers already have a handshake.
0: Oh, that would be a and, and you don't win the bet then.
1: And you don't end it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that happens be, a lot in the NFL um, in the NBA too. Because of he, the stupid trade rule.
0: Yeah. He ends up on the right team, but he wasn't drafted by him. And I would not honor that if I'm a sports book.
2: I mean, they will, uh, but they will after like the next day, they're they're like, yeah, they'll like, they'll spin it as like a PR, like, actually, oh. we're going to grade everyone for a win. We're the good guys. That's fair.
1: Yeah, that's the only way I see it happening cuz I don't think the Knicks have enough to get up to the top 3, which is what you're probably going to have to do. Uh I don't think I don't see the Pacers or the Pistons as realistic trade out. And uh the Kings are solidifying their uh their love for Keegan Murray at four, so that's uh, apparently a done deal. Um all right, well, um before we let you go, uh are there What,
0: hey, what else do you want to talk?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, like the 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 Jalen Duran steam today was interesting. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's becoming a commodity. A lot of teams think he's likely to go higher than expected, even though again, a center. Um, Shaden Sharp sure. is the mystery of the draft. Okay. No fucking idea what that's what's going to happen there, and that guy is uh, he's a
2: landmine. I mean, that landmine, Kings yeah. interview, the interview he had with the on the with the Kings was honestly the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It was like, what is he? it it leaves me speechless and it was totally suspect that the Kings would tweet that out as well.
1: You mean it felt like a little gamesmanship on their part.
2: It's just like, why would they tweet out that interview on sharp?
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you
2: haven't listened to it, if you're listening to it, it is just like, it was bad. Yeah, it was was bad. bad.
1: Yeah, it was bad. Um, Okay. But
2: he, but he canceled all like him canceling all of his workouts past eight tells me he's expecting to be drafted before there.
1: I mean that's a very bold move if you don't right. have a landing <laughs> spot if okay. you don't
0: have a promise, if you don't have a promise in like it's it's gutty, it's gutty. I like it but, but I mean yeah. like listen to
2: this interview like I'm not giving him a ton of credit either like to make these sound decisions like maybe he's just off his rocker who. <laughs> It was... I mean,
0: he wouldn't be the first young athlete who's about to become pro to make piss poor decisions. Like <laughs> that stuff happens. Like sometimes oh, you just sure. have an agent agent that, you know, it's maybe he doesn't have a strong enough hand in this and he's not listening to him. And, um, but
1: who knows? Yeah,
0: the, but you, I mean, you're right. When you, and when you say landmine, you mean there like, could no be teams. Yeah. There could be teams a lot higher than we think yeah. willing to take him. And then he fucks up your draft bets.
2: And I mean, who, he could be smart. He, like, Sitting out his entire college season at Kentucky, like, seems like it played out very well for him. Um, which guys yeah. like Hardy didn't, um, but
1: yeah, right, that's fair. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, you ready for the NFL? <laughs> we can do between now and uh, dude, now and M- fall, man,
2: dude. When that mid draft's over, we're gonna have
0: problems. There's a dead spot, yeah. We we pivot. So enough. we, we probably drew, we haven't talked about this yet. little on we air, the cup, but the world cup should be going
2: uh, on, which is fantastic. But it's that, pisses, oh, that
0: pisses me off to no end. Um,
1: <laughs> you want to, you want another reason to hate the, uh you know, the, the, the bad actors in the middle East, the fact that they <laughs> stole the world cup and put it in the winter is a great reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh the, God, what was he going to say? The 4th of July is on a Monday. We're probably not going to do a podcast on the 4th of July. I will be grilling
2: Stranger, stranger Things, S- baby.
0: Oh, str- and Stranger go. Things season whatever part two. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, we'll probably have to. We'll adjust, but we'll figure out right after that. It's str- we'll be into football. Yeah, there's only you're, so you're many weeks.
1: Your spidey sense up on any uh, on any specific angles that you're going to carry into the NFL season so far. Uh,
2: I, No, I mean, buy,
1: <laughs> buying or selling the Lions love as better than the market. The Lions love. Oh, my Buying or selling
0: it? It's gotten a little too heavy. I'm selling.
1: I mean, selling. Okay. What buying or selling the Ravens love?
2: What about the, the Jets have the most bets on their over win total? Like,
0: is um, that right? <laughs> Both New Jets. York teams have gotten so much love. Like, people are betting the Giant, and I, I I don't hate the Giants to make the playoffs bets. I'm seeing what at a bigger b- because it's well, just yeah the the the, the, NFC, the NFC is weak. But it's maybe not quite a big enough price for me. And the Jets overs? I don't know. Like, how is it? I mean, I just Jets, turn around.
2: The Jets had the closest thing to the perfect draft, honestly. Like, right now, like, Douglas just mastermind it. So, I, it's like Jets fans, like, this is their one time frame to of hope. But that draft <laughs> was, like, incredible.
1: Oh, okay. interesting. What, uh, buying uh to Tua uh, now that he's got Tyreek Hill? You're out on the Dolphins. Yeah,
2: you know I've hated Tua to it before I got drafted. I mean, oh, yeah. that video of him throwing a bomb to Tyreek, and then like the ball's coming um, down, and Tyreek's standing there
1: waiting for it. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, is that how it's supposed to work? Like, it's... <laughs> uh, I love it. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, downgrade. Right.
2: I am downgrade selling the Patriots. Him. I am selling the Patriots. Selling
1: Patriots. Oh, so your team, Josh Allen MVP, then. 7 plus 750 a good enough number
0: we just shit on all other all three other teams now in that whole division
2: dude it is difficult for me to sell the patriots we don't even have an offensive or defensive coordinator right now
0: it's not good we i (laughs) love i like the fan
2: yeah sorry i hate the weeds i don't i
0: Need to I, cancel yeah, right? I, I, okay, I, I Call I, everyone out for that. So, like, oh, it's weird now. Uh, yeah, oh, I call yeah. everyone out for that. Oh, what oh, are you, you? Yeah, what are you, you, you going to doing? out, do? sir Wahlberg.
2: <laughs> I mean, I got a twenty-eight to three tattoo on my ass, so I'll say it.
0: I <laughs> can one hundred percent. I've seen it in person. That is a true story. It's a tattoo. It had dad, to be brought so. up. <laughs> All
1: right. No, I, I got a real. I got a real question. Real question, and it's is somewhat. I'm too close to this. Now I'm too invested and I need some perspective. Andy, you can give it to me or VR. You can give it to me. <clears throat> Paolo is the day of the draft favored for 1.01. In that world, how much liability do I take off the table? And how do I best do that? Do I cover my at risk?
2: I mean, we should yeah, have, you c- we I could ask. Covered- could ask Rufus Peabody, like, if all,
0: <laughs> how to, how to, how he to. You didn't edge.
1: have as much at risk. I know. That was his, just a, that was all equity.
2: His art, a hedge argument against it was sound, and actually, he's worth a listen for anyone. But ride it out, baby.
0: Just ride it, ride out. it out. If anything, yeah, like I'm not. I wouldn't look for a spot to like win either way. I'm still confident in the Apollo numbers being good numbers. If you wanted to cover your cover your net outlay, just so if it doesn't work out, you break even and you it. move on. You move on to the rest of the I summer. Mean, so instead of average
1: odds eleven to one, I end up with average grab, odds ten to one.
0: Yeah, I mean, you go you truck go truck out and grab your kayak. Yep. Oh my god, we need, if you get trapped, they were practice, up. you're good. Like they, they we were up like three weeks ago, and then they just went away. Yeah, that's really a bummer. I mean, DraftKings
2: DraftKit DraftKings just posted first round pick odds, which at a first glance, I was scared to bring it up in fear of someone absolutely destroying it. But <laughs> that is a uh, it's a good sign. We got we got a new.
1: We're getting more markets red. instead yeah. of the markets going away. That is a Correct. positive. I agree with you. And I agree.
2: The first guy I looked for was Dale and Terry. He's. Minus two thousand. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, yeah, you know, you know what that is? That's part. a nice parlay piece. Uh,
2: I mean, I know Drew wants to bet Chet no in the first round. But they won't give that to us. <laughs> That's got to
1: be a s- insane number. No, some team will talk themselves. These
2: time. first round. I mean, the NFL draft is the worst. But like, will be a first round pick. Like, there is not a more inflated odd odds in these. Like. There's no no offered, so they can just make them whatever the hell they
1: want. Yeah, uh, and and infinite for holes. and for the record, I'm very much cheering for Chet to be picked fourth or fifth. That would be outstanding. Sam <laughs> yeah, God, that would that would be a good fit. you know what? Let's revise the end of the pod. Chet, great fit for what the what the Detroit Pistons are trying to build there. Man, talk about a piece alongside Cunningham. Cunningham. Oof. Oof. Two best pro-
0: two
1: best prospects in back to back years. What a haul! What a uh, haul!
2: <laughs> and then we'll we'll buy a draft house next year,
0: and we'll be good with, with all these. Yeah, warnings.
1: this, this uh, that works. I've kind of scoped
0: rude. it. I've kind of scoped it out. Chicago's a little spendy to stay in if we're getting a draft because we'd need the we'd need the draft house for like three weeks, at least. But you kind of go middle of the state, Illinois, Champaign, Springfield, something like that. You're, I mean, you, you can get an Airbnb for a very... <laughs> they, they can house 10 guys and we just need enough power strips and, uh, you know, <laughs> freaking White Claws.
2: Dude, I told some buddies from home, like, two years ago the NFL draft, and they're all in Massachusetts, and they they were like... It was like... They were dying. and They were, they were kind of, like, ignoring all the draft props that I was sending them. And then we do really well in the NFL draft. And then they're like after they're like oh i'm coming to new jersey next year i'm coming to new jersey next year just so we can put these nfl draft bets in it's like okay like we have a room for you and of course like they don't come not that i ever expect them to come and then this nfl draft happens and we do very well again and they're just kicking they're just kicking themselves so i'm gonna hold you to this andy (laughs) because
1: especially as it expands i mean presumably this is not going away
2: i mean five years from now i won't be shocked if draft betting is gone like, so we gotta uh, maximize.
0: We we gotta we gotta hit the next one hard. So I will be in Illinois at the. We need to give it a cool name. The Draft House. It's like the Heisman House. I'm down with that. Um, is,
2: uh, is Reed listening? Again? Can we
0: uh get that around? Reed's at the White Sox game. I'm pretty sure. So he's probably not <laughs> watching this live. I see. He just he just posted a picture where he's sitting. My Lightning are winning. I want to point Listen. that out. Let's, Let's go and hockey. Nothing else
2: matters. Like like I him being at a baseball game and you talking about hockey, like ew. Like NBA not oh, bust.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm still I had to bet on <laughs> hockey tonight. I had to bet on something. I did God, I had one more thing for you. And now it's now it's escaped me completely. That's gonna bother me altogether.
2: I do just bet the home team in hockey. Like that's all you have to do. It's
0: kinda what I did today. I don't know anything about hockey. I
2: mean, the entire rule about which i didn't learn which every person i tell this except for one person didn't know but the home ice advantage in hockey where the away team has to switch their line before the home team where the home team can just make the matchups that they want based off of who they put out it's like a legitimate advantage in hockey being home yeah you have I last had change. no
0: idea it's crazy some somebody explain that to me oh i, I did want i wanted to talk golf for a hot tick i guess because- before
1: going there congratulations Andy absolutely owned oh, yeah. the US Great. Open. I, oh, I mean bit, I feel like I, next year Andy's US Open.
0: I was I was like the Golden State Warriors. I went to Boston and just fucked shit up. Yep. Sorry, That's right. oh. sorry. VR. Sorry, Sorry, PR. <laughs> I had to I had to throw in a Boston chat, but I did want to point out that our own producer Dan has been granted media availability at the travelers tomorrow and we were looking at the schedule and there is a jay monahan press conference scheduled very very rarely does he come out and just have a bunch of these press conferences in a row so there's a decent chance we're going to get some uh exclusive coverage from the course that's sign up sign up I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited because it's it's gonna be fun. He's gonna get out there for some practice rounds, maybe chop it up with some golfers. I don't know how it all works. I'm excited for this. love, man.
2: you and Calhoun, like someone needs to hire Calhoun for golf tout. To I don't think you need him because Andy, you're absolutely destroying it. But there's his, there's <laughs> I, his plug. But.
0: I feel like I feel like me doing well at golf. A little part of that is Link Calhoun's fault. Like he. Sure. He he talks a lot of golf with me. I Rubbing talk a lot. Yeah. I talk a lot of golf with him on the we, we split that one and done. I talked to him in the, you know, just in the DMs. We we chop it up over golf. Because the nice thing about Link is if you need to DM him and you need to talk, like it doesn't matter what time it is. He's oh he he sleeping his, his, <laughs> his prime window. In the, yeah.
2: Yeah. It just becomes like a monologue of him. It's just like he's logging stuff where it's like from midnight to four a.m. It's like a hunt. It's just backlogged,
0: which is and fantastic. I'm, I'm usually pretty busy in the morning. It's just I get to work. I got a lot of stuff to do. He, that's when he sleeps. So like the rest of the day, he's he's got veil, His office hours are from like noon to four a.m. So he's always there to talk golf with me. So we are we are currently picking out who the one and done is for the travelers, and it's it's not going to be easy. There is a it's a good field here. And Dan it, says, "Dan says I don't have any idea what I'll be doing. Yeah, just kind <laughs> of go with the flow. It's a big open course. Yeah, wander wander around, find some golfers. I think that's the ticket." I love it, man.
1: Well, thank you as always, number one, for the resource of the um, the draft prop tracker that you oh, uh, put so much time and effort into. Very, very, very much appreciate that. Uh, and if you don't already follow the Vegas Refund on Twitter at Vegas Refund,
2: let's go, baby! Thanks, guys.
1: Alright, man. Appreciate
0: you.
1: Alright, man. Paolo 1.01. Swag give me Paolo or give me death.
0: Swaglo Ken says, Should I keep moving Manchero? If I don't know. Plus I, think
1: you that.
0: I think he means the sports book.
1: Oh.